this is this podcast. I have guests with Phoenix. Phoenix podcast. Introduce yourself to the people. Hi, what's going on? I am, uh, I guess, as you said, I'm Phoenix. I'd hope I'm Phoenix, right? Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I host the Phoenix podcast with uh, Drew, who I call the fat man, (laughs) and um, Chris. And you can definitely find us on all your podcasting platforms. Yes, yes. And the podcast is great. I just listened to the latest episode uh, uh, during work. It was really good. Uh, talking about the next-gen consoles and all that and uh, Xbox and Game Pass and everything with that. Now, next-gen is officially here. Uh, The PlayStation 5 is here. The Xbox Series S and X are here. And what are your thoughts so far? You know, what what uh, has piqued your interest as far as uh, the Xbox Series X goes? Well, thank you for your feedback because I'm literally a nervous wreck when recording. And anyhow, thank you for your feedback. (laughs) So (laughs) my thoughts on the Xbox, the next generation of Xbox consoles are Microsoft has been very transparent in them. And that's not a bad thing at all by any stretch of the imagination. Um, I think what hurts them at the moment is there's no juggernaut title at launch so for me i love the console uh, i i'm loving the quick resume i'm loving the the fast low times especially on grand theft auto 5 my god yes um <laughs> i mean you know i just being able to get into a game and not saying okay great i can go fry a chicken while i wait for these load times it's great and I was shout outs to the team that had to launch a console in the middle of a pandemic. And, you know, it's I'm enjoying it. And they're giving you affordable gaming at $299 at the Series S, which does everything the X does, but basically it's a 1080p console that's doing 60 to 120 frames per second. And then if you want the 4K, the bells and whistles of that, then you've got the 499 Series X, which still both are great values. Um, so yeah, I think that's my take on the console so far. Yes, Quick Resume is a treasure right now. I've been testing that out and I am I am impressed. The only game that I have had the issue with Quick Resume, and, I, and I'm guessing it's because it's just the next gen games and stuff like that. Um, Watch Dogs Legion is my only game I've had the issue with that, but just going through from like Gears of War to Halo Master Chief Collection, so that um, uh, Marvel versus Capcom, some of the fighting games, just like just messing around with Quick Resume with that, it is so fast. I've even turned the console off and you know turned it back on, and it's right where I left off with Quick Resume, and I love it. It's really great, and just the speeds, and like you said, uh, Grand Theft Auto Five. I was playing some of that this past weekend, and it's just crazy. The load times, uh, even online isn't as long the wait isn't as long as you know it used to be on like the xbox one or you know the playstation 4 uh it's it's really fast and i feel like it looks it looks better it looks better uh, on the series s with the with the graphics and everything and the 4k hdr it just looks great and i've been really impressed with uh what they've done so far and um it's just it, it's a good time to be a gamer and a good time uh, for for these consoles to be here, like you said, 
uh, launching in a pandemic, it's very hard. So yeah, definitely shout outs to the Xbox team for for uh, putting that out. Is really awesome. Now, the one thing I want to ask you: Have you had any issues uh, performance wise, such as you know crashes or anything like that, uh, with any games so far? Uh, no, honestly, the only issue that I could say that I have had, so to speak, is I'll go to watch Netflix. And my new obsession right now is The Crown. Absolutely okay. love that show. Um, what I have had an issue with is it will just automatically delete itself upon me trying to open the app. And I'm like, mm. I don't know if it's because I'm in a high early alpha build of the preview ring mm-hmm. if that's the case but um that's the only issue that i have had um other than that i mean moving games from my external hard drive to the internal hard drive it's not been an issue outside of grand theft auto because then i had to actually go to the microsoft store to download that to the hard drive because it wouldn't transfer for some reason right. but i really haven't had any issues with it honestly speaking Right, right. That's good. That's good. Um, yeah. Now, as far as Netflix, because I I don't have any of those apps on mine because I my TV has it already in it, so I was like, I just use my TV for that. But the I will say one of the issues that I have had now once again, Watch Dogs. Uh, it froze on me over the weekend, and you know just shut you know just stopped working, and I had to uh, let's see reboot the game. And let's see, I'm trying to think what else with it. There was another, oh, now my saves, when I would go and, you know, resume the game to where I left off in the campaign, it'll have me like maybe a mission or two that I've already done. And I'm like, well, hold on now. Now I don't, you know, it's an auto saved and everything. Now I'm, I don't know. I'm guessing it's just an issue with the game itself and, you know, just them being on next gen and this being, you know, a new time and everything. I, I that, that's the only thing I could think of as far as the issue with that. But as far as the game running, like the 4K and everything in that, and the HDR and just the graphics, seeing the puddles, it just it looks great. You know, uh, nighttime in that game looks gorgeous. Uh, it it's a good game. The only issue that I've had is just it crashing and the saves not always being there. Like the saves are there, but it's like missions like that I've already done beat, you know, and got the achievement for or whatever, you know. So it's it's really weird. That I'm like, I'll get back, get on the game, but hold on, I've already done this. I've already played this mission. <laughs> well, why am I doing this again? So yeah, that, that's the only been that's been the only frustrating uh, thing that I've had with that. But uh, so far, you know, playing Gears uh, Five with the new day, of course, uh, has been really fun. Uh, that's been amazing. They look really good in the game. Um, the graphics on there look great. Uh, hop back in the uh, Master Chief Collection. That looks good. Graphics look great on there. It's 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 amazing. I'll say the Series X is definitely impressive, and I feel that it's slept on because I feel like so many people that I talk to either at work or you know uh, uh, friends that I have, a lot of them are you know, they're, they're uh, grappling to the PlayStation 5. And I'm like, yeah, the PlayStation 5 is cool and all that, but hey, you're sleeping on this, you know, Xbox Series X and the S. And I, uh, my nephew's the only one that's listened to me, and, you know, he got the Series S, and he's loving it so far. And he has both consoles. He has the PlayStation 5 as well, and he's barely been on the PlayStation 5. 
he's been on his Series S most of the time uh, playing. He, he plays uh, NBA 2K21, so he's been on 2K like crazy and enjoying it on the Series S. So I'm like, see, there's that, and I'm like, that's what I want to see. I want to see people actually, you know, giving it a chance because at first he was like, ah, you know, I'll probably be on my PlayStation more than the Xbox, but lately he's really been on that. So that's that's something good here. Have you uh, had any people that's just like, ah, I'm just going to stick with PlayStation? Have you had anybody like that or, you know, not wanting to check out the Xbox? You know, I think when it boils down, now if you'd asked me this question 10 years ago, I would have been like, oh, you're stupid. You you, you can't be, you, you got to get on Xbox. The online's better. I would be their mouthpiece. But I think as this previous console generation has gone on, mm-hmm. I have seen grown men and women, mostly men. I haven't seen a lot of women, so I can exclusively say I've seen grown men engage in footlocker employee talk, as I like to call it. Right. Because to me, I'm not a representative of either company. I'm not making money off of these consoles. There are people who are paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to market this thing. There are people who are paid to get on Twitter to upholster and boost the name of Sony and Microsoft. Um, I do have my preference, which yes, is the Xbox, but I feel as a gamer, I get all, you know, I, I have a Switch, I have a PlayStation 4 Pro, I got all three iterations of the Xbox One. Uh, I have the Series X. I have a gaming PC. Gaming is universal. So when people say, oh, I'm, I'm not getting a, an Xbox. I'm a PlayStation guy. You know, I'm, uh, screw Xbox. And da, da, da. Mm-hmm. To me, that, that's not productive conversation. Because when you look at the, the, the landscape of it all, Sony can't survive if Nintendo says we're out of the gaming industry. Sony can't survive if Microsoft says we're out of the gaming industry. And I look at that on all three because each company motivates one to do something else. And I think we've seen that throughout the course of consoles. I mean, look look at the what the Wii did, you know, the Wii yeah. introduced the casual market to gaming and Microsoft bit the bug and Sony bit the bug by introducing their moving style uh, apparatuses with the move and connect. Um, so, and then you look at the Switch, which, you know, I've talked about recently, where the Switch, Nintendo set themselves apart again by saying, you all are arguing over <laughs> a plastic box that you are stationary in front of your television. Why don't we include our console and handheld market in a single device that's a Nintendo Switch? And now, looking at what Microsoft is doing with xCloud, where it's like, hey, we don't need to enter that space with a device. You have devices in your home, be it your phone or your tablet, that you can use as a gateway to still stay connected to your friends, still stay connected to the online gameplay, the campaign that you just simply cannot put down, but you have to go on a train ride to work, something like that. So, I mean, do I necessarily care that someone says they're choosing a PlayStation over the Xbox, or let's say an Xbox over the PlayStation? No, because to me, if you are someone who are a single console household, A, that's your prerogative and that's your money. But on the flip side, you don't have an, uh, uh, an argument to state, 
oh, well, why why is Bethesda Games going to be exclusive to Xbox? And, you know, that's dumb. That's stupid. Da, 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 da. Well, that's the choice that you made. And, I, and I'm not managing anybody's budget because people's finances, you know, whatever case. But it's kind of a pick your poison. You know, I can't, if I'm an Xbox exclusive gamer, I cannot be mad that I can't play Sony Spider-Man or Marvel Spider-Man, rather. I can't be mad about that because this is the po- poison that I chose. And not to say it's a bad badge. It's like the red pill, or the blue pill. I can't be mad at the one pill that I chose and I've neglected the other. Right, right, exactly. I, I totally agree with that. Now, and, and I'll say this too, like the the Xbox One, it was definitely a game changer with Connect, even though a lot of people want to, you know, crap on the uh Connect. A lot of people bought the Xbox One for the Connect to see what it does with the movement and everything with, you know, Dance Central and uh, Connect Sports and all that. Those were games that a lot of households had and, 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 and it slept on and a lot of people want to, oh, the Xbox One's trash and, you know, stuff like that. I'm like, no, you, you say that, but at one point you did have an Xbox One as well, you know. Yeah, you had PlayStation 4, you had an Xbox One because you did have to check that out. So I will say, now, as far as uh, Nintendo is concerned, I definitely agree with that. The first time that I realized that Nintendo was definitely changing the game with the Switch was uh, I went to the Dragon Ball Super Broly premiere at AMC, you know, last year, like 2019. And uh, when I went, you know, everybody's in line, long line to get into the theater uh, to watch the movie in, in the room that was playing it. And everyone, I mean everyone, 90% of the people there had their Nintendo Switch with them and they were playing Smash Bros or something else or they were playing together or they were playing separately. And that's why I was like, wow, this this console is a hit. It's really a hit with the people because I wouldn't have brought my Switch there because I'm just like that. I'm like, nah, I'm keeping it at home. You know, I don't, I don't, you know. And, and and it's cool for that if you want to keep it at home or if you want to take it on you know on the go with you. But that was the first time I realized I was like, man, that this that's really cool, you know. Uh, and it wasn't just guys; it was girls, you know. You know, grown women had switches. There was you know kids there that had switches. Uh, you know, adult men. It was, it was everyone was playing and playing together. And that's where the power is with Nintendo. They bring every you know. Like you said, every PlayStation is, you know, getting the Xbox and they're going to war, you know, fanboy wise. But Nintendo's like, hey, everybody, everyone can play it together. So that's when I realized that that was, you know, that the Nintendo Switch was definitely a powerful console. Now, I'll say graphics wise and everything right now. Yeah, they they might be behind right now because now that we, you know, have the. Uh, PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series uh, S and X. I, I'm sure there will be a Switch Pro in the future because, you know, they're going to have to up their game because development's changing and everything like that. Now, uh, I will say this. As far, you know, I, I see Twitter and I see a lot of people, like you said, grown men, fanboying, you know, and, you know, they're, they're, they're uh, what is it, Sony ponies. <laughs> Uh, and, and, you know, they call it the X-Boys or whatever. I I think it's silly at the end of the day. Like, you know, if like you said, if you do have uh, uh, one console in your home, that's fine. 
you know, like, I, and I'm the same way. I have the Nintendo Switch, I have the PlayStation 4, and I have the Xbox Series S, I have the Xbox One S, all that. So it's, it's in my home, I could, you know, I could have all that. Not everybody does have that luxury. You know, sometimes the wife might be like, yeah, only one console in the house, <laughs> you know. So you they they have to choose and that's their right. But at the same time, like just it's ridiculous to seeing people going to oh, you know, every time Xbox makes a post, there's somebody for PlayStation, you know, uh, a PlayStation fan, you know, oh, oh, the Xbox is trash, it's trash. The Halo Infinite's trash. And it's like, you know, it's like, come on. So it's ridiculous to me. Now the one and I will say I'll also say this. I think Halo Infinite. Now I want your thoughts on Halo Infinite. Was that with that not coming out at launch, how bad do you think that affected the release of the Xbox Series S and X? I'm gonna say it affected it, but let's just say by not that much. And the reason why I say that is because the console is still sold out. <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, you you can't I mean, yes, did it affect the console? Yes, because hypothetically there's nothing for a the consumers of Microsoft at the moment, first party wise, let me specify that because people like to say, no, there's a lot to play. First party wise on this gen, there's nothing to play um, from them to show off what the console can do. I think it hurt them in terms of that, but did it hurt them now? No. I mean, again, you go on various retail sites, the moment they're up and bots could be attributed to this as well, but the consoles are sold out. When you go to in-store retail, which I've sworn off for the rest of my life, by the way, but yes. <laughs> if you go to, you know, your your brick and mortar, Target and all that other stuff, it's still sold out. So you can't you can't fake that, you know. And this is something Jay Z said, and this is something that they said in the Crown recently, is that you can paint a picture of whatever you want. Let's just say hypothetically online, you can paint a picture of whatever you want, but the one thing that is consistent are the numbers. The numbers don't lie. The numbers are what they are. And both consoles really are hard to find. So mm-hmm. I don't think it hurt it that much. Yep, I, I agree with that. I totally agree with that. Yeah, because yeah, it's really hard to you know find a Series X right now. Uh, I have a friend, she's looking for one for her son, and she's like, this has been really hard. To, you know, I'm trying everything. I'm online. I'm, I'm I'm pressing add to cart. I'm still I'm doing what you're telling me to do, and I still can't. You know, seeing the guy say, well, you know, there's a there's a bot issue. You know, people are uh, getting them and uh, they're reselling them and. It's it's a war right now for both consoles. So I'm like I'm like just wait. You know you will get it. You know if if you see something come up, you know just keep trying, and, and you know eventually you'll get what you want. But yeah, I definitely agree. I, I think I was looking. I personally was looking forward to Halo Infinite, and it was a little disappointing with it being pushed back. But I understand. I want I do I want the game to be good. I want the game to be great. And, you know, whatever they need to do to get it to work, they, you know, they can do that. If it's pushed back the next year, you know, around this time next year, great. You know, I just want the game to be good. And I, I look at the trailer and I was like, man, you know, some of the stuff they pointed out, I felt like a lot of people went and 
really went to point out certain things, and I was like, man, it's like, I, at first I was like, uh, it's the game, you know, but now that I look at it, I'm like, yeah, I, I can see the issues, but at the same time, I'm like, they didn't have to get bullied because I feel like they got bullied. And I'm like, yo, this is crazy. I've never seen, you know, a game get bullied so badly because, like, this I, – I, I've never seen this with Sony games for real. But with Halo Infinite, this, it was just a mugging, you know. Like, they were just on them. Like, oh, the graphics are trash, all this and that. And I'm like, man, okay, okay, we get it. It, it wasn't it, – it, there was issues. And also, it's in beta, you know. It's still being worked on. It's still in development. So, you, you got to take those into effect. And I'm like, a lot of people were acting like, oh, yeah, that's the final gameplay. No, it's not the final gameplay. So, that was, that's 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 my piece on that. But um, as far as now, now scalper-wise, how are you feeling about the scalpers and, you know, these, these guys that are buying thousands of consoles and, reselling them for you know thousand dollars and stuff like that on ebay and just it's just ridiculous what i'm gonna say is a bit controversial um do i think it's a wrong thing to do yes wholeheartedly um this is the first time get console consumers or gamers had to experience this because people who are sneakerheads They've gone through this for years mm-hmm. where, you know, scalpers and the bots will go to these sites and, you know, basically attack it and get all the inventory and, you know, sell them on eBay. I have said this since I've started podcasting in 2008, and I will continue to say this to this day. There is never going to be a market that is not supported. And if there are scalpers out there that do this, they know that they can make money off of this. And it's clearly being shown where I saw something today. Someone said that they saw a PlayStation 5 for $1,600. They went back an hour later, it was gone. So it it sold. Someone's Mm -hmm. buying this. Mm -hmm. To me, it's not that important. To me, it's, it's just not. You know, if the MSRP is $299, $399, and $499, that's what I'm going to pay. I'm not going to give someone else six, seven, eight, nine, upwards of $2,000 for something that if I'm patient, there's going to be stock available. Mm-hmm. So do I think it's wrong? Yes. However, I have to put the onus back on the quote unquote enthusiast because you're, people are complaining about it, but yet you're running to eBay to, to feed the beast, so to speak. Mm. Yes. Yep. I, I feel that, yeah, and and I see uh, I seen somebody on Twitter today saying, "Oh, well, you're taking away from a child's Christmas by doing that," and I'm like, in a way, yeah, and yeah, it's it's wrong what they're doing, but at the same time, you know, if you were able to, if you had the funds and you had the money to, you know, get five PlayStation fives or you know, six Xboxes and resell them, you would probably do the same thing. So it's like you can't go and make statements like that because if it was offered to you and then, hey, you got these extra consoles and you, you could uh, resell, you're going to do the same thing. So it's like you said, it, it's it's wrong. But at the same time, I understand where they're coming from. Yeah, they get flipped that and they can get somebody to pay that much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna, you're going you're gonna to do that. 
you know? So, yeah, that, that's exactly, I, I feel you. Um, now, I'll say this, as far as, uh, you know, the whole, oh, you're taking away from kids from Christmas and all that, I feel like that's kind of that's kind of dirty to say that because I'm like, uh, you know, some people would probably have, you know, gotten their consoles for their kids for Christmas. They might have gotten two, three consoles, you know, for, you know, one for each kid. So it's like, is that, to me, I was like, that's kind of a dirty thing to, you know, put online uh, and kind of guilt people. So that's my uh, thought on that. But now I do want to say this. Now, this is something I wanted to ask you about because this just happened. What, what was it? Oh, Sunday, Survivor Series. Now, Undertaker finally retired. How are you feeling about that? Honestly speaking, like, that's my childhood. Like, <laughs> yeah, I got into wrestling in 1994 uh, from a friend of mine that lived down the street from me. And I remember Bret Hart, for some reason, was my guy. And I wasn't I was two years out from The Undertaker or four years, however long that took up. But I remember SummerSlam 1994 in Chicago, Illinois. Um, and it was Undertaker versus Undertaker. Mm-hmm. And I remember just watching it. And I remember Vince McMahon and Jerry Lawler were sitting at ringside calling the match. And when Undertaker came out with Paul Bear, he said, oh, it's so chilly in here. And I was just so caught up in the mystique of this character. And watching him for years. And then there was a period where I just didn't watch wrestling at all. I want to say it was right at the beginning of the PG era, back in like 2008, somewhere around there. And then I just got back into kind of into it back in like 2014, somewhere around there. But um, it's the end of a legacy. It's the end of an era. Uh, that man has literally seen that company at its height and at its lowest. And... Um, I don't want to say it's bittersweet because I feel like watching the documentary on him um, that they did, you see, you don't know the wear and tear that that kind of stuff does on your body over the years. Um, And seeing him had to do, you know, hip replacement and knees, this and all these other things. It was clear at that point. Yeah. Hang it up, but you got to hang it up on your terms and seeing him say, all oh, this could be my last match. And then he overanalyzes it and sees things this way. And all oh, this didn't pan out that way. I relate to that. You know, I guess I'm a textbook Virgo where even when it comes to podcasting, I will be podcasting my own show and will be listening to it as I'm talking. Um, and if I'm not enjoying it, or if I think I did something stupid, I'm not releasing an episode. I can tell you there's well over 200 episodes that probably have not seen the light of day because I was too much in my head. Um, So I get that aspect from him. But watching it, and you can see he was trying like his hardest not to get emotional about it, but it it was surreal. I was like, wow, all the people that I grew up watching, Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, Stone Cold, The Rock, um... They're retired. The only person that kind of dabbles in and out of it is Triple H. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, he's the he's the last one. Yeah, I, and I definitely agree with that. I I now what I'm about to say is kind of controversial. I feel that 
it should have ended a while back. Like, I, he, he should have walked away because I feel like I don't know if he's damaged his body. You know, it's it's gone too far. And now he's like, hey, it's, this is too far. I got to stop before I end up, you know, in a, in a literal grave, you know. You know, because he has, you know, with him having a kid and, you know, kids, he wants to, you know, see them grow up and stuff like that and, you know, be with his wife. And I totally get that. Now, Vince, he always, you know, he wants to do whatever Vince says or try to be there for Vince whenever Vince needs him. And I get that. It's his loyalty to the, you know, to the brands of the company. Because when you think WWE, you do think The Undertaker. You do think Shawn Michaels. You do think The Rock. You do think Stone Cold Steve Austin. You do think Bret Hart. So in in his eyes, he's like, I, 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 I got to walk away, but do I want to walk away? Because at this point in the company right now, as I see it, I don't know if we have anybody as a fan to look at and say, hey, that's the next Undertaker. That's the next Rock. That's the next Stone Cold Steve Austin. I can tell I, you who would be the next Rock, though. Who, who, but they, who do you think? He, but see, here's the thing that's different. And you and when you hear the, the legends talk about their time in the business and then these new guys where creative has so much of a control over it. And back then, these wrestlers would tell, I'm not saying that out there. Like, the, I know my character. You don't. I know what I would say and yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. The person that I could see do it that has the charisma would be Montez Ford. I can see. I can see. Okay. Okay. I could see him. He has the charisma. He has the mic skills. The thing that will be telling for him is can he fly solo? You're great as an act. You know, just like the New Day. They're great as a collective unit, but singularly, singularly rather, Mm. Can you hold off on your own? And I think that's something Big E's going to have to face as well because, I you know, say that. Mm-hmm. I think he could be a monster if you let the, sh- and I hate saying this because it's one of us, if you let the shackles off of him, mm-hmm. that guy could be a monster. Yep. And y- what I'm sick of, and I might get a little political on this. What I'm sick of is there are talented people of color in the business that do not get the shine and the light that they deserve. Um, I think Big E should. I think a program between Big E and Roman Reigns, a Big E drop the pancake throwing act and come out with straight face, I'm in your face, yada, yada. Him and Roman could tear the house down. Um, when you look at the raw side of the fence, and I'm literally only going off because now I only watch pay-per-views. Um, yeah. Looking at the raw side of the fence, there's one guy on there that, again, if you let the if you set him loose, Bobby Lashley, mm-hmm. Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre could destroy the building. I, I think that has main event written on it, and. I'm not saying anything negative to the point of, oh, he's with the Hurt Business, da 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 None of them will be getting the time that they're getting right now, let's be honest, yeah. screen time, if they were not collectively grouped together. And yeah, I think... And had, had also had uh, MVP voicing them. That's the, other, that's the other key, like you said, Bobby Lashley and MVP. 
So I think, you know, that to me is is telling. Like, Roman didn't need a Paul Heyman for a mouthpiece. But what Paul Heyman is effective at, and I think he's the greatest to do it on the mic next to Bobby the Brain, is he can get you drawn into a story and get you sold. That man could sell the devil gasoline. Mm -hmm. And him, the pairing of him and Roman, where it's like you can be the mouthpiece, but Roman, like it, it's kind of like putting a battery pack on you, because everybody's got mm -hmm. that one friend that obviously you know your skills, and you know what you can do, and you know what you bring to the table. But everybody's got that one person in their life, be it a partner, your girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever, that is the battery pack for you, and vice versa. And that, I think, is what Paul Heyman brings to Roman Reigns' character. And then Roman gets the mic, and then he just drops to this, this level of, this is what I wanted to see from this guy for years. Pure pettiness. Right. You know, this kissing the babies and hugging folk, da-da-da-da. This is what I wanted to see from Roman for years. And what Roman said, I saw a clip that he said that, Drew McIntyre is a B-list, uh, a second-place champion. I agree to that because if I'm watching the product twice a week, uh, week in, week out, I'm interested in what Roman's doing because Roman is bringing me something different to the table. McIntyre, I don't care. I'm not invested. Yeah, yeah, he hasn't. He hasn't. Austin McIntyre has not brought the emotion that Roman has brought right now. The whole story with him and Jey Uso and this tribal tribal chief, and you know, you got Paul Heyman playing as the servant. He's like, I'm 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 not his manager. I, I serve Roman Reigns. I serve the tribal chief. It's almost like like you said, Paul is the battery pack to Roman Reigns because like you said, he doesn't need Paul Heyman. He could talk. He could talk as as we were seeing. He can be petty and he can cut a good promo, but. With Paul's help, it's really it's leveling him up to where he should have been years ago, and like this storyline has been so good, and it has gotten eyes on. Hey, Jay Uso's pretty good on his own too. Like, he's not he's not bad. Like, this isn't this isn't a bad storyline at all. We're raw. It's been you know boring. You know it, it hasn't been good at all. SmackDown has been the better show, and. Uh, uh, Drew McIntyre, he's he's okay, but we haven't seen that storyline that can boost him. And like you said, him and uh, Bobby Lashley, that would be great. I think that'd be a good feud. And in him against the whole hurt business, you know, MVP, you know, he, he him having to fight the odds. That's what Raw needs to start doing. And I'll say somebody else that I think could be a really good character. And they're kind of, you know, making him to be a joke or make the group to be a joke. I feel like Mustafa Ali is pretty good. I, he's a pretty good wrestler. And, he, and as we can see, he can talk too. But I feel like they, how they've been treating this retribution and it's, it hasn't been right. And it hasn't been, and it wasn't done right from the start. I think how they should have put that whole story together, they should have blended in NXT in that storyline. They should have had it where wrestlers were frustrated. Uh, with the with the company, and you know they might not have felt like they were getting their spots, 
like that. And, and, you know, we quit. Like, we quit and start had them slowly walk off. You know, Dijakovic walk off. Me and Yim walk off, you know. Uh, um, I can't think of the other guys. And Brennan Williams, I think. I can't remember his name. I don't want to say that's his name. Um, the black guy in the group. If they had them all walk away, you know, hey, and then for a while, they're gone. They're missing. You know, they, you, no one knows what's happened to them in storyline. And then they pop up, you know, and you, Mustafa Ali is like, yeah, yeah, I got a problem with the company because they've been having him on main event, you know, jobbing out. You know, he's not getting the uh, time on TV that he should get because I think he's very talented. And his his story his his story is a Chicago police officer is really good and I'm like hey he's got a good story he can cut a promo he's talented in the ring they need to push him and him and I feel that him being the leader was a good idea but also the way they brought them all together was not the best idea. What do you think about what do you think about that? The way that they brought um, Retribution together? Yep. And I'm not going to say I know how they were brought together, if we're going to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I, how can I put this? If it didn't happen the way that you explained it, then I would be, I would be uh, quite upset. Well, I'll say this: they just popped. They just popped up with him, you know. Well, first it was just them, you know, showing up. They didn't real reveal the leader until later on, and it was like Mustafa Ali against the uh, Hurt Business, and he was a face at the time. And then he just kind of, you know, they got into it with uh, Retribution. They came out and attacked the Hurt Business, and then you know Ali kind of started sliding in to the side of retribution and they're like, oh, and then he kind of ordered them to attack again, you know, and that's how it was, you know, it was known that he's the leader of the group. But, and I, I just like, I like, that's not the, to me, that, and that's how it happened. It, that's not good. It's not good at all. And like I said, the way, the way I see it, the how I said it should go, I think that would have been the better storyline or something like that, where they actually get show their frustration Give, give a reason to make it make sense why you guys are against the company. You know what I'm saying? So, but yeah, I will say now, the, the only other uh, uh, star as far as wrestling concerned, now, now this will be my last one on that, Bray Wyatt. I think if they unleashed him and let him just be him and not put him in, you know, I feel like he's been in some okay storylines, but he could be bigger. He could be. He can go further. Like I feel like if they just let him do his thing, he can. He can go. And I think them implementing Alexa Bliss, I'm still not sure about it. I think it's okay. I don't think it's bad. But I'm like, where do they go from this? Is Alexa going to be wrestling, or is she just going to be to the side? True. I mean, I think it it does add a dynamic to it. I love Alexa. I think she can definitely go if you let the the training wheels off of her. And I think she's flourishing from what I see. Now, I don't, mm-hmm. again, watch the product week to week. Yeah. Um, from what I see, yeah, she's doing great. Um, it would be interesting to see if, let's say, they put the Raw Women's Championship on her. 
in the WWE Championship back on Bray Wyatt. I think that would be an interesting uh, dynamic to do. I don't think they need to add anybody else to what they're doing. Right. Right. And I feel, and I feel like that's what they're getting ready to do with this whole Nikki Cross thing. I'm like, I don't, don't, don't add anybody else into that. Like, like you said, I think it's good. It is good. I will say the the promos that they've been doing, it's good. I just want to see where, you know, where is it going to go with Alexa? And, and you know, like I said, if she does get the title, if she starts wrestling again, I think she had an injury a while back, and I know they're probably, you know, taking their time with her because, you know, I'm sure Vince is very invested in her. And, you know, he doesn't want to have her have to, you know, retire early. I want to say she had like a neck injury or something like that. So she had, you know, she, she they're taking their time with her for her recovery. Uh, as far as, you know, Bray's concerned, like I said, I, I think The Fiend is a good character. I like the Firefly Funhouse. I like what they've been doing with it. Now, like I said, you know, watching the show week to week, I haven't done either. There's been a lot of times I might turn it on and I'm turning this off. I can't watch it. You know, I'm seeing, you know, a lot of wonkiness and I'm like, I don't like this, you know. So I'll go and, you know, turn Netflix on and watch a documentary or something or, you know, turn on Sling, you know, watch another TV show. But, yeah, as far as watching week to week, it's been very hard. And I'll say the only consistent shows that actually are good, like I'll watch a pay-per-view, but I will also watch, you know, I might tap into AEW or uh um nxt and see what's going on there well i feel like the good storytelling is on those shows yeah there might be a little wonkiness here and there but for the most part nxt and AEW have been consistent with their programming and their feuds and their storytelling now uh AEW just recently announced that you know they are coming out with a video game now they showed the trailer in the game, some gameplay, and I'm sure, you know, it's still, in de- it's still in development and everything. Did you get to see that? I did get to see it. Uh, what, no, what, did you, what did you think about the what you saw in that trailer? I don't watch AEW because mm-hmm. the times that I did watch, I was like, oh, this reminds me of WCW. Yeah. Um, I thought it looked interesting for early product. I, obviously, you, you they have Yukes or Yucks, whatever they're called, mm-hmm. behind them, and that legendary wrestling developers. So yes. I think it's going to be a solid game, and that's without even playing it. And that's a very naive statement to make. However, they have a proven track record. Mm-hmm. Um, I think with WWE uh, 2K, the issue there, especially after this last... This last game and the reason they took this year off was because Visual Concepts, who routinely does the 2K for NBA, they took over where they launched, had nothing but bugs. Things were happening, frame rate drops, and to me that's unacceptable. Um, And I think them taking the year off and knowing what uh, Visual Concepts can do, if you've seen any 2K game, they're all about presentation. Um, my best friend, he's a huge basketball fanatic. I hate basketball. I think it's the dumbest sport in the world <laughs> besides baseball. Um, he showed me some presentation where he created a character. And the character was coming out of the tunnel before, you know, I guess before the games, they mm-hmm. kind of go on the court to shoot and all that. And they had the announcers on the court with the TV and a spotlight 
from the light that the 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 lamplight or whatever it's called. They had the cheerleaders there. They had the other team on the other side of the court. It was. I'm like, this is giving me a presentation. It's drawing you into that world. And what I've always been a a harsh critic of, and even in Madden, because I'm a huge NFL guy, when you take a real-life product like WWE, for instance, I want a game that is going to draw me into that world, be it career mode, be it me just playing an exhibition match. I want to be sucked into the presentation that I'm getting on a weekly basis of Raw, NXT, or SmackDown. To me, you have to nail that. And I, I've never gotten that from a WWE game outside of when it was on 2K. I mean, THQ, rather. Mm-hmm. Where Raw versus SmackDown and SmackDown, you know, here comes the Classics. pain and all that. Classics. The story modes were actually stories. Really and, good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I remember Paul Heyman wrote the story for one of the games. I can't remember what yep. it was. But this was great content. And I'm, then you got the general manager mode, which people have been asking to come back for years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I would love to see an online mode like that, where you could get three friends, for instance. Kind of like how you have the league in um, Madden. You can get three friends. One's in charge of Raw, one's in charge of SmackDown, one's in charge of NXT. That'd be fun. And you all could do things like a draft, you know, um, or even if it's two people that decide, hey, we want to go together and do this thing where we're competing to see who gets the best ratings this week, who can put on the best matches and all this kind of stuff. That is interactive. That is the thing that I want to see 2K incorporate. The fans are very vocal. They have been vocal and will continue to be vocal. Mm-hmm. And what I think they need to do is listen to their fans and listen to what they want in a game. Obviously, not the the bullying and the harassment that these devs have come have succumbed to on social media, but listen to what they're telling you. Listen because these are the, these are your consumers. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I say this all the time where. Cons- uh, game developers don't always have the luxury that Apple has. And what I mean by that is Apple tells their consumers what they want and their consumers go for it. Just like 2K or Rockstar rather tells their consumers what they want in Grand Theft Auto and they go for it because they built that clout. They mm-hmm. built that brand recognition Um 2K games have not done that as far as the WWE side of the fence. They may have built that on the the sports-related end of the world, the NBA and all. They have not built that on the WWE side of the fence. So to answer the question, I went around the whole block, but to answer the question, I'm excited for an AEW game, um, but it has to do what the competition is not doing, and it has to be better. Yep. And, with, and I'll say with uh, Kenny Omega uh, overlooking that game and, you know, working uh, with the developers on that game, I think he has paid attention to what the fans are saying to WWE games and 2K as far as their brand's concerned. He has been watching and he has been listening to the fans and, you know, 
as far as it sounds like they're gonna they're gonna do and they want to do everything that everything that the fans want. And like you said, with them having Ukes behind them, uh, I, I think that's a that's a powerful statement and it's a powerful uh, uh, team. And if they do what we we know Ukes to do, it's gonna be a very good game, and I'm excited to see it. Um, as far as you know, AEW has the you know the and I'm not gonna say the the clout right now, but they have the pay per views, they have the TV show, they have you know AEW Dark on YouTube, they have you know various things going on right now. So where if they did do a game, you can have you know I mean maybe I'm sure they'll have a GM mode or something like that, but they'll have it to where hey yeah you could go to do these pay per views. You could do, you know, AEW Revolution or something like that. You could do these pay-per-views in the weekly show and have a kind of like that universe mode that, you know, uh, that 2K did, that you could kind of have that that mode in there. So I think it would be good. I think it would be a good thing for uh, AEW having nukes behind them because, like you said, we know their history with WCW, NWO Revenge, and uh, Here Comes the Pain and all that. And uh, uh, was a no mercy, you know, classics. So yeah, I definitely think it's a good pairing, and I'm excited to see what's to come with them. Um, now, yes, uh, 2K has definitely took a lot of criticism. Are they listening to their fans? It, it's not really, and I think that's what have driven a lot of fans away from that franchise. I did not buy 2K20. <laughs> It was terrible, and I was seeing gameplay, and I was like, oh, man. And then when it was released, you see the glitches, like you said, the drop frame rates, the uh, referees glitching out, the wrestlers glitching out of entrances and in the middle of the match. And it's, uh, it's it, it was heartbreaking because I, I would buy every one. I would buy every game, and I would play it. And I'm like, this is when I'm like, mm, I can't do it. I can't do it. My nephew, I, ended, I did end up getting it for free. <laughs> so... But I, was, I, I, was, I just wanted to see what it was like because I was like, I want to see how bad this is, and I hate that I did that because now I'm like, oh, I see, and it, it just it hurt me even more because I'm like, oh, this is a franchise that I really cared about because yeah, I'm not the biggest, I'm not the 2K guy, I'm not the NBA 2K player, I'm not the big Madden player like that. I'll try those games out. Don't get me wrong, I'll try them out and I play them. Like, okay, it's cool, it's cool. But I was a diehard WWE games player. So, 2K20 and this Battlegrounds, whatever, that I didn't even invest in. It's just like, it it sucks. But, yes, I'm definitely uh, interested in uh, what's to come with that. Now, the the last thing I did want to talk to you about was uh, Twitch and um, Zelina Vega being fired from WWE about her being on Twitch and her continuing to stream and to earn money. Uh, from Twitch, from subscribers and subscriptions and stuff like that. Now, Vince McMahon wants a cut of what they're making on Twitch, Cameo. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't know if they got any Patreons. Maybe probably Patreon, whatever else they're doing. Third party, basically. Third party, anything that they're doing, Vince wants a cut of it. From what I'm hearing, that they are come i think there is a wwe twitch channel and what he wants to do is put all of the wrestlers on there so they can stream their games but 
whatever money they do get from it. I don't know how that's going to work, if that's going to be implemented into their pay or what, but Vince wants a cut of all of it, and he's, he gave a deadline, uh, and it ended in the beginning of November. Now, Paige and Zelina Vega are the only two that have pretty much def- defied Vince and said they're still going to stream. AJ Styles has shut his account down. Adam Cole has... Um, a couple other superstars, you know, other than like Xavier Woods, something like that, because I think he already has a deal with Vince with Up, Up, Down, Down. So he's the only one that I know that is still being able to do what he wants to do. Now, the only ones that are going against it, I'll say now Dakota Kai has still been streaming. I don't know if she's made a deal with Vince or what. And like, hey, yeah, we, you know, we're going to work this out. But the only two I know that have been talking about starting a union would be Paige and Zelina Vega. Now, Zelina Vega continued to stream, and WWE let them let her know that hey, you're going to be fired uh, for streaming. And you know, she was like, "Well, if this is it, I'm going out with a bang." And she went on Twitter and she said, "I uh, support unionization." And a couple minutes after WWE tweeted, "You know, we have come to terms with Zelina Vega, uh, best in her future endeavors," and it shook a lot of things up um you had politicians uh andrew yang uh he tweeted to her and was like hey i have your, you know you have my support this is wrong uh vince i haven't forgot about you because he wants the wrestlers to have uh insurance and things like that and then he wants to have a union as well uh and i, I know some uh there's some other actors some people in hollywood have tweeted to her and have uh, shown their support for her and they have uh, came at Vince McMahon about this. So what are your thoughts about that? Uh, how do you feel about uh, wrestlers or anything like that in that industry or sports or sports entertainment uh, being on Twitch and playing video games and earn, earning money from that? I think, I mean, first off, I am 112,000% a pro-union person. Um, and the reason, I mean, and people talk bad about unions. I remember I was at one job, fresh out of high school, making a tremendous amount of money for that being like 18, 17, 18, or 19. I forgot which, I want to say it was 18, fresh out of high school and making, well, well I'm not going to say what I made, but I, let's just say <laughs> I made a, a, a great deal of money. You was doing good. You was doing good. Absolutely. <laughs> and when you know they were like oh you know you guys are part of union i didn't know what a union was i mean i saw you know stuff on the flintstones and you know sitcoms about it but i I never knew what it was so i got invested i'm like sure why not i'll pay 15 bucks each paycheck for the union fees why not i mean what's 15 dollars so the more i saw what a union does and there's a difference between a great union and a bad union so I w- was fortunate enough to be a part of a good union. And then I went to another company and they were immediately, unions are bad, unions are bad. And I'm like, no, they're not. Like, I'm in the middle of training. No, they're not. Like, what do you mean unions are bad? Well, they take money out of your paycheck. How much money do you think they take out? Because now you're talking on a topic that you don't know anything about. And the reason why WWE specifically doesn't want a union, because then at this point, they can't just make decisions and force you to do things. 
that you don't want to do. Like, for example, um, what's that kid? Like, for instance, Sami Zayn didn't go to Saudi Arabia, so neither did Daniel mm-hmm. Bryan because of the political yeah. nature and things. Well, oh, excuse me. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, the thing is, WWE hypothetically can punish you for that if they want to be petty. Same thing with this that's going on with Twitch, that they could say, oh, you have until this date to do it. And then a union could step in and say, no, no, this is their account. This is what they made outside of WWE. Uh, The thing that I think a lot of people don't know and maybe not aware of is that when you are signed to a contract with WWE, uh, be it NXT or you're on what they call the main roster, um, your contract basically says you work for us, but you're not an employee. You're an independent contractor. Uh, If you want to go do movies, talk shows, that has to come through our PR. That has to come through our division, and we will set that up for you. Um, Triple H and Vince Vince have come out and said prior, like this was a couple of years ago, um, the company will never have a big superstar like The Rock or Stone Cold Steve Austin ever again because look what happened. Mm -hmm. The Rock went on to Hollywood to blow up. They can't tell him nothing. The Rock doesn't need WWE. That's the type of employees they want, where they feel as though I need WWE. They don't want these people to get these bigger opportunities. And to me, that's sad. It's 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 ridiculous. And if I create a Twitch channel and I am making money outside of my quote-unquote contracted position with this company, I should be able to do that. You guys did not, not a single person, buy this PC to get the mic or the things of this nature and yada, yada, yada. And a lot of the wrestlers don't make money off of televised events. They make them off of house shows. And in the middle of a pandemic... You can't have live audiences. You can't have fans to buy merch and do... Well, they buy merch, obviously, because of, you know, online shopping. But they're not there feeding into that live experience and getting uh, percentages at the door. So you find other ways to make income. And when you see how much Zelina had made and uh, AJ Styles and all these other people who did it, they're like, holy shit, they're actually making more money off of this than what they are with us. Then they're going to say, oh, we don't need WWE. So then they step in and say, make these mandates. So I'm I'm pro-union. I'm all for it. The healthcare side of the fence, I'm 100% for it because let's say you're not The Undertaker. You're not a John Cena, a Triple H, a Rock, a Stone Cold. You don't get that big. You're not making millions of dollars per show. Um, then at that point, you're paying out of pocket for these surgeries. Going to see Dr. Andrews, let's say on average, $25,000 a visit. And that's not including a surgery cost. So what happens if I'm going to see my doctor or the WWE doctor that they've sent me to, and that eats up my whole yearly salary? So to me... 
if I'm a WWE, as they call superstars, I'm looking past WWE. I'm looking beyond what this building, this ring, this the pyro, the glitz, the glamour, the light, so to speak, brings you on a weekly basis because some of them are very talented, talented enough to act, talented enough to definitely go on and do bigger things. But again, they don't want a John Cena because John Cena started getting movie roles. John Cena started doing public appearances and things like that. So it's a jealousy point. It's a a childish point. And I just think it's it's idiotic that this is what they have mandated. So I, I don't agree with it. Right, right. Yeah, I, I, I agree with what you're saying. Because in my eyes, as far as merch goes, Vince and WWE have made they've their 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 uh, merch sales have gone up since the pandemic has started. They're making more money from the website from WWE Shop than they are at the house shows. So, what does that say? I think we're about to see the end of house shows if you know if we haven't already. So, if anything does get better. They're probably going to do less house shows unless it's like, you know, Madison Square Gardens or the Staples Center or uh, Barclays. I think that, you know, they, they might do stuff here and there. But, you know, I think like coming to, you know, Kansas City, Missouri or Wichita, Kansas or, you know, uh, 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 Wisconsin, you know, st- stuff like that. They're not going to do that. They're not going to go to those little areas because like, there's no need to now. You guys can go to the website and get it. So that way they're they're getting their money. So I'm like, when it comes to Vince doing this, is this because, is, and I'm taking it, it's greed. He wants more money. And because I'm, in my eyes, I'm like, let them live. Let them learn that money. They, they can't wrestle right now. They, they can't do the house shows. All they can do is Monday Night Raw or SmackDown or NXT. They can't go on tour. The last time my last wrestling show was last year in September at NXT in Independence, uh, Missouri. And that that might be my last live event I ever go to. You know, so and I'm like, it's crazy right now to see them do these type of moves because I'm like, let them earn their money. I get it. You want a cut of it. But at the same time, you don't have to be. Because to me, this is petty. Threatening to shut down accounts. You know, I earn, I, I own your real name. You know, your real likeness and everything. It resorted to Zelina Vega having to go and, you know, start OnlyFans for her, uh, her cosplay under a whole name like Mighty Minks. So, you know. Nobody knew about this, and then they had to do some research. You know, who's my, you know, because they didn't know she had that because she wasn't under Thea Trinidad or Zelina Vega. She has a whole nother, you know, I guess that might be her cosplay name or whatever. So they had to find out that way. And I'm sure, you know, Vince was like, all right, that's the last straw, you know. And I don't know how much he was charging for it, but she was getting, she had like, I want to say like, over a million subscribers like the first day, you know, that she lost that. So she's, and that's money. I don't know if she was charging 20, 30. I don't know what she was doing, but I'm sure the money was coming in good on OnlyFans. So I get it. 
they they have to make their ends meet. They do have bills, you know. They might have, you know, like you said, they have injuries and things like that. They 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 have to have money to do that, and with them not having house shows, that is a problem. So I don't see an issue with them playing video games on Twitch and you know having subscribers and the subscribers giving them money. Now the only issue that I did see because I was gifted a subscription to uh, uh, Paige's uh, Twitch account. I watched a stream or two, and I will say this. She was not playing video games. Paige was sitting there uh, just talking. She was just talking to the, you know, the chat, and they were just, you know, sending money, sending, you know, subscribing. Here's you know, here's this, here's that, subscription, subscription. And I was like, yo, what's going on? I'm like, is she going to ever play games? I'm sitting there like, is she going to start a game up or what? Now, I don't know if that's the thing that they do on Twitch, because all I know on Twitch is, you know, just video games. So I don't know if that's a thing or what. It, it confused me personally. Now, I don't know. You could tell me, you tell me if that's something that they do on Twitch. I don't know. But, yeah, her just sitting there, I was like, that's not cool. Now, I've been told that Zelina does, has done the same things, but I have seen her. I tuned into one of her streams, and she was playing Among Us. So I'm like, okay, she 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 plays the games. So And I've seen her on Up, Up, Down, Down, and play Mortal Kombat 11 and, you know, Street Fighter and, you know, her and Kofi or her and, you know, Big E playing video games or her and Sasha. So I'm like... I know she's actually playing games. What is Paige doing? Is Paige just sitting there collecting funds? Or is she actually getting on a game? Well, the interesting thing is, like, for me, like, granted, yeah, I stream and play games, yes. Yeah. But um, there are times where literally I will sit in the stream and I will just chat. Like, that that's what they call it, just chatting or IRL, just, whatever yeah. it's called. Mm-hmm. Um that's a way of engaging with your community. Now, as far as why a celebrity is doing that, I mean, that could definitely still be the same uh, reasoning. But I think for me, it's interacting with your audience because sometimes you don't get that. I mean, you when can you say, oh my God, Paige responded to me, we had a conversation. Or mm-hmm. shoot, if Beyonce did something like that, like what? And yeah. then she says, oh, Phoenix, da 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 I would literally fall out of my chair the fact that she mentioned me so there's an audience for that now would i do that with a wrestler eh, no but there's an audience for that i mean it's evident because people have paid or are still paying for a subscription with her so mm-hmm. i'm not gonna knock the hustle because it's a lot of money to yeah. be made in it exactly yeah i'm not, I'm not knocking her hustle yeah I, i'm just like my thing is, okay, if that's all she's doing, I, I guess do her. But I'm like, man, like, to me, Twitch is, you know, like you said, that is something that they do. I'm saying, aren't you supposed to be playing games as well? Because I'm like, to me, that would get boring after a while just watching her talk. <laughs> so, I don't know. That's just me. Like, and I get that, the whole engaging with the fans. I get it. It's just, I think that, you know, Doing that here and there, yeah, but the the what two three times I checked on I I, I checked her stream out. I was like, she's just sitting here. <laughs> I have not seen one video game be played at all. And her boyfriend came on there, and he's just sitting there talking to the chat with her. And I'm like, this is boring. You guys are sitting here watching this. 
and they're and they're giving it up. I mean, they're giving money. <laughs> they're giving money, money to her. Now, and and like I said, I seen it on Zelina. I seen her and Alistair Black on there. They're you know they're chatting with it. But also, I've seen her play, so I can't really say that on her because I've seen her play the games. And I've seen her you know interact with other players and stuff on. You know, she's had people in her chat play among us with her. Now, that I see, that I get, that I understand. But just, yeah, just sitting there, I don't know. I don't know. But um, I, we can end it here. Uh, I appreciate you for being on the show and uh, just uh, being here and such engaging conversation. Now, tell the people where you can fi- they can find you and your podcast. Well, one, thanks for having me on. I, I definitely do appreciate it. Um, where can you find the Phoenix Podcast? You can find us on all of your RSS feeds. Uh, there was an issue with Spotify, but that's been worked out now. Under Spotify, we're listed as the Phoenix Project, but which, yeah. Um, so, yeah, you can find us on all your major RSS feeds. You can find me on Twitter on as King Phoenix 443 And, yeah. Awesome, awesome. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to another episode of the EVIS TV podcast. I appreciate all your support. You can listen to me on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google. I'm on some platforms. <laughs> Uh, but thank you again for all your support. You can also donate to the podcast. The link is in in the description. Uh, that helps the show greatly. It helps me be able to provide you know better equipment, things like that. I appreciate it. Uh, if you've already donated, I appreciate it. Um, you can find me on Twitter at eviz tv, Instagram at eviz tv, and you could uh, I have a Facebook page. Evis TV or Evis TV podcast, one of the two. Um, I'm on there and just you know interact. Uh, you can leave a voicemail to the show. Uh, link is in the description for that. Le- uh, leave a voicemail. Let me know what you think of the episodes. Um, you know, if there's anything you want to bring up, send a voicemail. Also. Uh, rate and review, uh, rate the podcast, uh, review the podcast on, you know, whatever you're listening to the podcast on platform wise. Uh, and I appreciate it. Thank you. And I'll see you later.